Amen. It's good to be with you here this morning uh, outdoors. Isn't it, isn't it so nice and refreshing out here? Yes? I want you to turn to your neighbor this morning and tell him it is, it is so good to see you in the house of the Lord. Come on, turn, turn, to, turn to both your neighbors and let them know how good it is to see them in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen and amen. It's good to see everyone here. Uh, my goodness, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so thankful uh, to be with you here this morning. Um, and uh, we have a good, good word for you this morning. God has an encouraging, uh, a uplifting word for you this morning. If you would turn your Bibles with me uh, to the book of 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. In verse 19, and it reads like this, it says, we love him because he first loved us. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, we thank you for this appointment, Father, that you have set in place for us to be here, Lord God, gathered in your name. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation. Lord, we thank you for the restoration and transformation that has taken place in our lives. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your love. We thank you for the inheritance that we have in you. Lord God, we thank you for the comfort and peace, the joy that comes from you. Lord, help us, Lord God, to be a reflection of you in our lives and to those around us. Lord, for that is evidence that we are your disciples, that we are followers of the true and living God. Father, I pray that you would get all the honor and all the glory through what takes place here. Lord God, how you are able to use our lives, for we are just mere instruments to be used by you, Lord. And Father God, we do not receive the glory. You receive the glory. And Father, we thank you we thank you. We love you so much. And in Jesus' name we pray. The church says amen and amen. Wow. Uh, so, so powerful. Thank you, worship team, for an awesome worship uh, this morning. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Uh, I titled this message uh, Back to your first love. Back to your first love. Now, what I don't want you doing is reminiscing uh, on past relationships, all right? So that's, that's not what this is about. So if you already thought that, no, no, remove that from your mind right now. God has you where you are right now for a reason, and who you're with, amen, for a reason, for a great purpose. Um, but what I want to do what I want to do is for us to focus on what captivated us, what drew us to our relationship with Jesus Christ. I think back to when I was uh, dating my wife, and um, uh, you know, it was it was it, it just seems like it wasn't too long ago, but it's been quite a few years now. Uh, I know you probably look at me and think, well, you know, what are you, 21? You know, yeah, right. No, I'm, you know I'm not 21. But it seemed like it was just yesterday, and 
how time has, has flown right by. I'm sure many of us can, can uh, say amen to that. But I remember purposing to put my best foot forward when I was, when I was dating my wife. And I remember purposing to, to, um, to show my love through, through words, uh, through, through time that I spent with her, through actions, and, and then also through gift giving. You know, how many know that, that you know, it's, you know, one of those things that, that you like to see is, is some gifts uh, uh, thrown your way. Um, and, it, you know, it's always, you know, it's, it, it doesn't mean, you know, that someone, uh, you know, loves you per se, uh, but it means that, that someone thought of you, right? It means that someone was, was thinking about you and they, and they, they did that and they spent their, their, their hard-earned money um, on, on uh, uh, making you uh, happy. And so we know that, you know, in order to continue a lasting uh, uh, good relationship, uh, you must cultivate these things. And you must continue uh, to do these things. You must continue uh, to speak those words of love over their life. You must continue to spend time with them, right? When you spend time with them, you get to know the individual. You continue to do these things. And it cultivates and it strengthens our relationship. And as Christ's followers, we know that, the, that love is the foundation of our relationship with Jesus Christ. It was built upon love. You see, what God did for us was he showed us our love, the Bible says, through the giving of his son to redeem us. You see, first we were loved, now we in turn love. It's because God showed us how to do this. God demonstrated what love looks like to us. And so now we can in turn show love to those around us. We are able to love because God first loved us. And in the using of our words to show love, in our, in our action, uh, in our time, uh, what kind of words to, do we use to describe God uh, to our trials and to our obstacles in our lives? What kind of words do we speak to those trials in our lives about how much God loves us and who God is? You see, because we should, we should be speaking those words to those things that are coming against us in our lives, to the strategy of the enemy, and say, no, God loves me. God cares for me. God hasn't forgotten me. God, God is still with me. I'm, I'm still in his will. I'm still doing God's work. What kind of time have you been spending with God? To show him, God, I love you. God, I care for you. God, I am so appreciative and thankful for all that you have done for me. You see, we show this in time. I want to take you back today to that time when you 
fell in love with Jesus Christ. That time when you established a relationship with him. What was it that drew you to him? What was it that, that cultivated that relationship? What was it that captivated you? I believe for, for all of us, it was that unconditional love that God showed us. One of those things that captivated our lives was the message of love. However, however, it was, however it was voiced to you, however it came across, whether it be from the pulpit or whether it, it, it had been from an outreach and someone came up to you and someone came to your house and they said, God loves you. They said, I'm here because God sent me to tell you that he loves you, that he has, that he has a plan and purpose for your life. And I'm here today to share that with you. However it came to be, it captivated you and I. And it drew you to begin a relationship with him. See, unconditional love is not based upon what you have or what you have done, but what Jesus has done for us. It's unconditional. It wasn't because you did a certain thing that earned the love of God. It was unmerited. You see, many times in our lives, we express our love with the following statement. I love you because. Have you guys ever used that to, to share with someone how much you love them? I love you because. You see, we may, we may not, we may not uh, mean it in a bad way that, that our love is based upon conditions, but when we, when we use those words, what are we saying? We saying that our, we're saying that our love is conditional. I love you because. So sometimes what someone may get from that is, okay, well, if I'm not doing this, then will you still love me? If I, if I don't act this way, are you going to still stand beside me? If I hurt you, Will you still be there for me? See, in this many times is where human beings fail in showing God's love. Because a lot of the times we, we look at love, and we look at love in the sense of what can I get from it? What is in it for me? And like I said, maybe we don't do these things intentionally, but it's our nature. It's our human nature. And God says, I want you to display love as I have displayed love to you. As I have, as I have shown you love, you are to love others. I read this story. And this, uh, it, it's, a, it's a letter that a, that a young woman wrote to a young man. He says, Dearest Jimmy, no words could ever express the great unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. No one could ever take your place in my heart, so please forgive me. I love you, I love you, I love you. Yours forever, Marie. And it says, P.S., 
and congratulations on winning the state lottery. <laughs> now you guys know we do things based upon conditions. We do things at times based upon what we can get out of it. Oh man, you mean you mean if I if I if I say I love this person, I'm going to get this in return? Then yes, where do I sign? How many times do you want to hear it? Many times we don't even mean it. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's awesome. Because that, that verse doesn't say, uh, uh, God will love you as soon as you get your act together. He, doesn't, he, didn't, he didn't say, I'll send my son once you start changing in your life. See, God said that he sent his son while we were still yet in our sins while we were still at a place where we didn't even have a relationship with God, and God says, I love you this much. I love you this much. And I'm going to demonstrate to you how much that love is and how deep it is for you and I. We didn't have to clean ourselves up. We didn't have to make any promises to God before he could express his love and before we can experience his love in our lives. His love for us has always existed. John 15, 13 says, There is no greater than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You see, what Jesus did for us was motivated by love. 1 John Chapter 3 and verse 16, it says, This is how we come to know and to understand and experience love, that Christ sacrificed his life for us. And this is why we ought to live sacrificially for our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. If you see some brother or sister in need and have the means to do something about it, but turn a cold shoulder and do nothing, what happens to God's love? It disappears, and you made it disappear. You see, God has shown us love, but for what reason? For us to just feel good? For us to, for us to just hold on to it and say, oh, this is mine. God loves me. You know, many times we use this, this phrase, and you know, you know, yes, it's in humor, uh, you know, you know, I, I'm God's favorite, right? Some of us just live life thinking, well, you know, I'm God's favorite and his love is just for me. He doesn't, you know, maybe you don't think this, but, you know, he doesn't love anyone like he loves me. I'm sure you know that God loves everyone the same. But it's for us to share. It's for us to show others what God has shown us. So what has what has captivated you what was it in your life 
that captivated you into beginning a relationship with Jesus Christ? Because I can, I, I can ask you, you know, what captivated you about, you know, your spouse, and you can probably easily answer that question. You can probably give me a list of answers for that question. But what captivated you about Jesus Christ? What captivated you to draw near to him and to say, you know what, God? I am going to make a promise to you today that I will commit myself to you, that I will commit to following you, that I will commit to obeying you, that I will commit to submitting myself unto your ways. Not only what has captivated us, but what has kept us? What has kept us here? And by here, I don't mean here, here. I mean serving God. What has kept you serving God? What is it? I believe it's that commitment that we've made to God. I believe it's seeing all of his goodness that has kept you in a relationship with God. I believe it's seen his faithfulness in your life. I believe it's seen his miracle working power. I believe it's seen the supernatural that only comes through him uh, taking place in your lives and in others' lives. I believe it's experience in your life that has kept you, that has kept you in the fight Despite, despite all the opposition, despite all the struggles, despite all the hardships, you've kept in the fight. Why? Because you know that God is faithful and that God has called you to be faithful as well. We have a covenant with God. If you've ever purchased something by means of of a loan. You've made a covenant with that business or with that individual. If you've ever purchased an automobile on a loan, you've purchased a, a house, right? It is, that house is not yours until it's paid off. It's a loan. If you've ever purchased appliances at your home uh, on a loan you've made a covenant with that business or with that person and you told them you told them that they that that you were going to give them a certain amount of money for a certain duration of time and that they made a covenant with you that as long as you made your payments as long as you stood uh, uh, true to your covenant that you made that they would let you keep that said item. That they would not take it back from you. There's a covenant that was made between two parties. You see, we have made a covenant with God and God has made a covenant with us. We made a covenant to serve him. We made a covenant to obey him. We made a covenant uh, that, that we would trust him. And God says, God says that when you, when you continue to meet your side and you continue to trust me, and God says, and when you continue to obey me, God says, I will continue to provide for you. 
I will continue to protect you and you will have that inheritance that is waiting just for you. God says, I promise to do that. Paul says in Philippians 4.19, he says, and my God shall supply all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And let me tell you right now, there is no shortage uh, in heaven of, of, the, of the provision over our life. There is no shortage. God is, God, is, God is not in a recession right now. There, there is no great depression with God. According to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. In reference to God's protection over our life, the writer of Psalm 91 writes this. He says, for he shall give his angels charge over you. Now, if many of you know, those two verses were a song that we used to sing. I love it. That was a good song. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. He shall give his angels charge over you. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. Amen. I love that song. Psalm 91 says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I don't know if you've heard that. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up. Check this out. In verse 14, he says, because he has set his love upon me. Who is he that he is speaking about? Who is the he? That's you and I. That's you and I today. He says, because you have set your love upon him, therefore, he says, I will deliver you. I will set you on high because you have known my name. It says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He says, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. See, this is the covenant that God has made with us. That when you continue to trust in him, when you continue to obey and follow him, he will do this for you. He will do this for you and I. You see, God is not a respecter of person. God loves us just the same. But his provision is different for his children. What he has promised is for those who choose to accept it. For those who choose to obey. For those who choose to trust in him. It is for you today. See, only through God can you experience the love that comes from him. 1 John 4, 7 through 8 says, Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. What the Bible is saying is that the world will know that you are a Christ follower because of the love that you show 
to others. Because of how you treat people. Because of how you treat not only the ones that you have, a, have an easy time dealing with, but your enemies. How do you treat your enemies? Do you, do you rejoice in their, in their downfalls? Or do you weep? And do you cry out to God to help them and to bring them to a place of repentance and to bring them to a place where their hearts are right so that they can experience his love and forgiveness. So they can have the inheritance that God has promised to us. See, God says, I know that you love me because you have loved people. I know that you love me because you have loved people. This is evidence. It's evidence to those around us that we are God's and he is ours. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1 says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Paul says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. See, the Bible says is that if we show God's love, if we, if we love people, then we are true disciples of Jesus Christ. That is the fruit that you bear. As I, as I spoke last Sunday, in talking about the bearing of fruit in our lives, that's one of those, that's one of those key evidences of, of you being connected to the vine is the love that you show one another. We talked about this, the abiding. Jesus Remember, we mentioned last week Jesus compared our relationship with him to a grapevine and its branches. And he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if you abide in me, he says, you will, you will live and you will continue to bear fruit. And let's continue in that verse where we left off last week. In John 15, verse 9. And he says, I have loved you, 
even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, Jesus says, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Nor, no, he says, now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Jesus is very clear here. He leaves, he leaves no room for, for any kind of uh, confusion when he speaks. He uses absolutes. And he says, you do this, then you get this. If you do this, then, <laughs> then you get that. That's what's going to happen. He says, if you, if you love, if you trust in me, then you will see the, the continual fruitfulness within your life. You will see that you will bear more and more fruit in your life. Others will come to know God's love through how you love. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that, that, that someone can actually look to us and, and look at the way we love and, and actually say, wow, wow, that's unbelievable. I've never seen anyone love like that before. I've never seen anyone be able to forgive like that. How do you do that? How is that possible? And you look to them and you say, because I have been forgiven much. Because I'm not perfect. Because I understand who I am. I understand who I was. And I understand where God has brought me from. I understand what drew me to him in the first place. It was his love for me. It was his unconditional love that I didn't have to do anything to earn that love. He loved me before I even knew that I was loved. And I understand that love doesn't come from me, but love comes from God, that God is the creator of love. And if I'm displaying this love, it's because I'm his child. It's because God has, God has brought me to a place of resemblance towards him. You know, it's a beautiful thing when your kids resemble you in all the good things, right? 
They have your passion. They have your, they have your muscles. They have your brains. They have your good looks. But how do you feel when, when they have your sassiness? When they have your back talk? <laughs> when they have your rebellious ways? How do you feel then? You're like, no, that, that kid ain't mine. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's been watching them for a week. And, you know, what? <laughs> it's, it's their grandparents, right? <laughs> no, I ain't reckon on grandparents. I love, I love grandparents. They're awesome. I thank God for grandparents. I thank God for them. But we like to blame someone else. We don't want anyone to know that it was us. We don't want anyone to know that they were listening to every word that you spoke in your house, and now they're just repeating what they listened, what, what, what they heard you say. And you're like, oh my goodness, I just, I wish we were always at church because then, then, then I would always be a certain type of individual. <laughs> this, is, this is all they see. But what a blessed thing when we resemble our Father. What a blessed thing for someone to come up to us and say, wow, I've never seen love like that never seen it when your spouse comes up to you and says what happened to you and not in a bad way right what happened to you something changed in your life you're a different person I guarantee it's because that individual has drawn closer to God I guarantee it's because that individual uh, purposed and made a decision uh, to, to uh, come under the loving, the loving uh, arms and wings uh, of his father or her father. Because you made a decision to trust God. God, I'm going to do what you have called me to do. Even though, even though I don't think that this is the right thing to do, even though I think I have a better way of doing it, God, I'm going to follow your way, and I'm going to do things as you have called me to do. And, and in time, in time, I will see that this was the better path to take because I trust you. I trust you that you are working things out for my good. So church, that's love. The Bible says you will know them because of their love. You will know my children because of their love for others. And like I said, not just those who are easy to love. But even those who may talk bad about you. Even those who put you down. God says, you love, you show love as I have shown you love. And let me, let me fight your battles. Let, let me take these things. Let me be your judge. Let me make things right in your life. But all you need to do is trust me. All you need to do is be obedient to me. Let's serve with the same devotion and passion as our first encounter with Christ. Let's serve that way. Let's worship that way.
Let's follow Christ that way. Let nothing get in the way of your pursuit after God. Let our eyes not be fixed to the left or to the right, but steadfast on God's promises and on his faithfulness over your life. You focus on the goodness of God, and God will get you through anything, anything. Let's go back today to our first love. Spend time with God. Spend time with him. You know, how to, you know how to build a relationship. You've done it before. You're doing it now. It takes time. It takes action. God says, I am waiting. I am waiting to have a relationship with you like we've never had before. I am ready, God says, to take this to a whole nother level. I am ready to take you to places that you've never, ever thought that you could go before. But it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. It's going to come with a fight. It's going to come through prayer. It's going to come through believing. It's going to come through trusting. But you know what? God, God doesn't make it so that we, are, that we are set up to fail. God makes it so that we are set up to be victorious. That's the way he has established our relationship with him. Why? Because God says, I don't fail. So if I don't fail and you're on my side, then you're not going to fail. And God says, always remember the battle that we face is against spiritual wickedness. It's against Satan and his fallen angels. And it is to be fought through prayer. It is to be fought on your knees. It is to be fought seeking God for his direction in your life so that you know, so that God gives you that comfort and peace, confirmation in your life that you are still with him, that he is still with you, that you are still in his will. God, we are going back to our first love today. We're going to pursue you like never before. We're going to trust you like never before. Lord, help us to be obedient. Lord, help us to put our faith in you. Lord, help us to not focus on what our physical eyes may see. Lord, but on what you see. Lord, that you have a great plan for us. Your plan is going to be complete. What you have started, you will complete. Father, we thank you for what has started 
what has begun in our lives. Lord God, every, every valley that we have went through, every mountain high, Lord, you have been with us all the time, every step of the way. And you will never leave us. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, we thank you. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. The life that was given for ours, it should have been us that paid the price for our sins. But you in your love sent the perfect sacrifice that can save all, that gave the entire world an opportunity to be in right standing with you once again. Father, we love, we love our love with you. We love it. We cherish it. Lord, we hold on to it. Lord, we will never, ever forget what you have done for us. Lord, Help us to stay in the fight, to keep moving forward in you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. As every head is bowed, every eye closed. It's what drew us all to Christ. It was his love. It was the message of love that drew me. You mean God can love me despite the things that I've done? Despite the things that I've said? God can still love me? And the answer was yes. You mean despite all the bad decisions that I made throughout my life? despite the mess that I have caused. You mean someone still loves me? And the answer was yes. And it wasn't because of what we have done, but it was because of what Jesus did for us. So if you're here this morning, and you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I urge you, I urge you to begin today, to start that today. If you're here this morning, if you're watching online, and you say, yes, that's me, I want to commit my life to Jesus Christ, to follow him and to obey him. And I want you right where you're at, I want you to Repeat this prayer after me and say, Jesus, I come to you a sinner asking for forgiveness. 
I believe that you died for me, that you conquered death so that I could have life and a life more abundant. Father, I thank you for loving me unconditionally. I thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding. I thank you for the joy that comes from you. Lord, I thank you for salvation and forgiveness and for the inheritance that I have in you. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Let's give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Father, you are worthy, Lord. You deserve the glory. To the church this morning, to the church, love, love. It's evidence that you are a child of God. It's evidence that you are a true follower of Christ. Many times it can be very difficult. Many times it's like, how do I love, God? How do I love? I mean, what's been done to me? How do I love? What's been said to me? How do I love? And God says, let's go back to your first love. And God says, let's go back to where I found you. And let's go back to all those times that I've forgiven you. And let's go back to all those times that I have, that I have forgotten those things that you have done. And let's go back to that time that I gave you a new beginning. And God says, and you start there. You start there. If you find it difficult, you start there. And God will continue to help us. This morning, this morning, if there's, if there's certain areas in our lives that, you know, maybe, maybe have, have spoken to you this morning on the area of love, loving one another, on the, in, in the area of, of showing God's love, because there is only one type of love, and that's God's love. The other love is man-made. And that, and that always fails us. But we need to show God's love. This morning, I want to open the altars for us to get a hold of Him, for us to give things to Him this morning. If that's you, if that's you this morning, I want to open these altars. You get a hold of God. You ask God to help you in showing love to others. You ask God to help you in showing forgiveness. You ask God to help you in letting things go and you move forward in Him. Because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to move forward. God doesn't want you to stay where you're at. He wants you to move forward in Him. Thank you, Jesus.